the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. It's Real Talk on Dr. David Anderson. That's me. That's you. Are you ready to kick in with me? All I want you to do is give me a call because it's Theological Thursday. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. So glad to be hanging out with you because it is Theological Thursday, and we're going to get into the Word of God in just a moment because we're going to talk about how to study the Bible, something very basic, and at the same time, something that can be so very meaningful uh, as we who love God's Word want to make sure that we are rightly dividing the word of truth. And so if you want to learn how to study the Bible, uh, you want to know what is the best way for you to study God's word and how can you get the most out of it, then make sure you stick with me for this next hour. Maybe you can learn something from me. I can learn something from you and we can learn something from each other. Uh, I am going to pray and open us up uh, as I always do. I want to say at the top of the show, though, if you've not given to Compassion International this month, would you be so kind to give something? I am trying to raise money for them. It's the first campaign I've done since I started the show 11 years ago. And the reason I'm doing it is because I wanted to partner with them because we sponsored a child for so many years, Amber and I, and then we gave to this campaign called Fill the Stadium to Help Children in Crisis. It's a one-time gift in the name of Christ. And if you'd like to do that, text the word SAVE to 97646. If you've been praying about, Lord, where can I put some of my resources? Well, why not a one-time gift? 500 bucks would be perfect. If you can afford more, awesome. If you can't afford that much, fine. Give whatever the Lord lays on your heart, okay? Just text the word SAVE to 97646, or you can go to my website, andersonspeaks.com, and you'll see Fill the Stadium to help children in crisis. Hey, listen, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to talk about how to study the Bible. Uh, is this a topic that you're interested in? Would you like to um, you know, learn some more about it? Or maybe you already have it down. And if you do, maybe you might want to share how it works for you. All right, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for allowing us to have your word that we can not just hear and listen to, but we can in- engage with and interact with. Thank you for preachers and for teachers and for brothers and sisters in the Lord who stimulate us toward uh, good deeds, good works, and also uh, being encouraged by your word. 
Now, Lord, I pray for your covering over today's show. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. There are a couple of the ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com, or embracegracism.com. If you want to give me a call today in studio, my phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. If you want to memorize the number, just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. So what is the best way for you to study God's word? Uh, how can you get the most out of the Bible? Well, I was telling my congregation not long ago, and some of you will also remember if you were on my Facebook, a Bible study uh, run there where I did 10 straight Bible studies last May and June when the pandemic hit on Facebook Live. You'll remember some of this material because I think that it's important that you know how to study God's Word, especially if te technology is not working. If, if something goes out, you know, we had this pandemic and we weren't able to see each other uh, who were in our lives for months, for some people, 11, uh, 12, 13, 14 months, right? And so you just never know when you're going to be alone and not have all the connectivity or the resources that you were leaning on when the world was going the way it was prior to the pandemic. So I wanted to invest time teaching you how to study God's Word. So that's what I'm going to do today. I do want to interact with you. So if you have questions about how to study God's Word or uh, maybe particular passages that are confusing to you, there are a lot that are confusing to me, and I'll be honest with you, uh, if I don't understand the passage. But this would be the time to figure out, so how do we do Bible study or hermeneutics, as the theologians call it in seminary and Bible college, you know, the, the art of studying the Bible. So you ready to do that? And let me give you my number, and then I'll give you some introductory uh, thoughts on this. I'll also go to the phone lines, but let me get some of this information out. And uh, first of all, look at your hand. If you have, you, know, you all have a hand, but if you have the opportunity to look at it, you'll have a thumb, a pointer, a middle finger, a ring finger, and a pinky. This can be a memory aid. Five ways to engage God's Word. Now remember, in order to grow, you need the Word of God, you need the people of God, and you need the Spirit of God. But when we talk about the Word of God, think about the five fingers. Here's the first one, the thumb. Hear the Word of God. you got to place yourself where you can hear God's Word from His preachers and teachers, uh, maybe on the radio, uh, maybe out in nature, but you got to hear God's word. How can they hear without a preacher? And so remember, people develop by hearing first and foremost, not by reading, right? Children can speak a language. They can speak English or Japanese, or they can speak Italian, and they don't even know how to write it. They don't know what the symbols are, but because they hear it, they can understand it and speak it. Back in the Old Testament, when uh, Ezra and and uh, Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was building the wall, Ezra would speak the word of God. The people would stand up and they would hear it. And so hear God's word. Be willing to say, God, what are you trying to say to me? You've got to believe that God speaks. And if God does speak, you've got to believe that he speaks to you. And if he does speak to you, then how does he do it? Well, one of the primary ways that God speaks the word is 
through the word, okay? Uh, so that's the first thing, hear the word. Your pointer finger, remember this, read the word. That's when you actually think of your finger reading a book. You go through a book and you read God's word, all right? You're not going deep into it. You're just doing a cursory reading. And you may read that passage uh, two or three times before you try to break it down. Just read it, all right? Here's the middle finger, and that is meditate on God's word. That's when you take a portion of that passage and you just meditate on it. You chew on it. You let it sink and seep deep into your spirit. Okay, that's the meditating of God's word. And then the ring finger is that that's the memory finger, right? Like you put a ring on to remember that you're married or to remind other people that you're married, right? And that's the word memorization. So we've got hearing, reading, uh, meditating, and now memorizing. Now you choose out of that passage that you read, and then you uh, from that passage you then meditated on a smaller portion of it. Now from that smaller portion you want to memorize a verse or two or three, okay? And the way you memorize it is you keep repeating it over and over again out loud. You write it down, but you're repeating it. Why? Because you want it to be in your memory for recall. Meditation takes it down to your spirit, but memorization puts it in your head and in your memory, okay? And then lastly, and this is this is the pinky, and that is study God's word, okay? Now, studying means that you're going to now see what passages connect their other ideas to other passages. You're going to read theological works to see what uh, others have said about the passage with commentaries. You're going to look into the original language of the Hebrew and the Greek. You're going to see where certain words are being connected throughout the scriptures. This is studying God's word. So this is the cursory understanding I want to give you right at the beginning. I'm going to go to my commercial break now. When I come back, I'm going to get to the phone lines, but I want to make sure you've got the five ways to engage the word of God. Hear it, read it, meditate on it, memorize it, and study it. Are you ready for today's session? It's Theological Thursday. Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. You've been in your home for 15 plus years. You know people who've dealt with a leaky roof, and you know what a mess it can be. Let us take a look at your roof before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Waterproofing before the The name that begins with an E and ends with an E. E stands for excellence, and that's exactly what you'll get when you want new windows or doors. Just like Amber and I, we got new windows and doors because we wanted our French door to be a slider so we could let the dogs in and out. And so we called Improve Remodeling. They came to the house. They installed new doors and windows in the kitchen, and they were picture perfect. Call Improve Remodeling today. Here's their number. 240-505-4900. 
44. That's Improve Remodeling. Their name begins with an E and it ends with an E. It stands for excellence. If you want to find them online, just go to improveremodeling.com. Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's good, it's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You're not afraid to take any topic uh you are very humble and um it's just give us comfort i love the radio station my favorite is marriage mondays even though i'm not married it's okay i love it i love the advice i listen to it all the time i have my notifications on i was on the show once upon a time um so i just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here it's amazing to listen to he's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation. is not just a phrase. It's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm live in studio, and I'm doing my best to try to help uh, the children around the world with compassion international serving them with the love of christ with the resources god's blessed me with and i'm asking you to do the same so if you want to help me out go to andersonspeaks.com and see what you can do to give a gift that will help a child come to know the lord and get physical and spiritual help for an entire year hey thanks a lot go to andersonspeaks.com fill the stadium to help children in crisis is the campaign now, I'm talking today about Bible study. What's the best way to study God's Word? I gave you five ways to engage God's Word, uh, and now I'm going to go a little bit deeper with you. But before I do, let me go to Derek, who's uh, holding one in Triangle, Virginia. Hi, Derek. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you today? Well, I'm blessed. How are you today, Doctor? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What do you think? Yes, sir. Um, I have a question. Um about uh, how to study the Bible concerning, you know, I can't go to the barbershop, everybody talking about this uh, vaccination shot, mm-hmm. and people want to know, uh, is this the mark of the beast, and don't take it. So 
if I'm studying the Bible, how can we just go there to know about where to find exactly what is the mark of the beast? Okay. People are saying it's a 666. I know you've had this topic before, sure. but I just was driving and wasn't paying attention. But can you just kind of make it plain for me how how we can study? Because I think the whole church needs to be talking about this issue right now because it's important. Well, yeah, uh, so I did uh, some studies on eschatology, and people can find that out on my Facebook page back from last May and June if they want to go a little bit deeper about the end times. But the whole idea of the mark of the beast coming out of out of the book of Revelation and, and Daniel is, is the idea that there is going to be a time when uh, tribulation will come on the earth. Here's the thing. The believers, you know, those of us who follow Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we don't have to worry about it because we won't be here when that happens. But when uh, the the beast, uh, you know, and the man of lawlessness, as the scripture talks about, or you may have heard of the Antichrist, when all these things are uh, set into motion, those that are on the earth at the time are the ones that really kind of need to worry about it. Now, here's the thing. Do we know exactly what that mark is? We do not. Uh, could it be a vaccination? I suppose that it could be, but I don't believe that even if it was a vaccination, that it would be this one. All right. Because uh, we are looking for an identifiable mark that associates you with the Antichrist, just like baptism does for believers or circumcision did for the Jews. So circumcision for the Jews was to mark them so they would so they could stand apart to be different than anybody else at the time. When you get baptized, that's like a New Testament circumcision, if you will, for believers. Now, yes. after that time, so you got the Old Testament, you got the New Testament. Now, once the believers are gone, there's going to be sort of one more act or one more phase of humanity, and it's in that phase when people are worshiping uh, the beast, like Revelation 20 talks about, and that's the passage you may want to read sometime when you get a chance, but all that's going to happen, we're not going to be around for it. Uh, there's a seven-year tribulation period, there's a thousand-year millennium, and there's a bunch of stuff that's happening during that time, which includes the mark of the beast. Let me just read it to you. Uh, yeah. John says, I saw thrones on which uh, were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their, listen, foreheads or their hands. So we're getting vaccinated in our arms, not in our foreheads and not in our hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And so these are the people who during the millennium get saved. Now you and I, again, if, if God comes back today, uh, we're not going to be here during that time period. But those who get saved during that very difficult time period uh, are going to go through amazing 
problems, <laughs> tribulations and storms. But they're going to be faithful people who are like, no, I'm not going to bow to Satan and I'm not going to take the mark on my forehead or on my hand. And they, they're the ones that are going to be persecuted, maybe even beheaded. Wow. Is that helpful to you? That really put it in my lap. Yes, it did, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for your wisdom. And you've put me at ease because I already got fully vaccinated. So I'm like, Lord, don't let me be too late. <laughs> well, you know what, uh, Derek? I'm doing a, uh, a webinar this coming Sunday night, April 11th, 2021, with the number one biomedical scientist in the entire world. He is the director of the NIH. He is Dr. Anthony Fauci's boss. His name oh. is Dr. Francis Collins. And him and I are going to do a webinar together this Sunday night at 7 p.m. If you want to check on my Facebook page, you can watch it. We're going to deal with vaccinations and people of faith, okay? Thank you very, very much. <laughs> All right. God bless you. That's Derek in Triangle, Virginia. So, yeah, the whole vaccination thing, people say, well, I want to live by faith. Well, listen, there's a difference between faith and wisdom. All right. And I'll mention this a little bit more on Sunday night. But there's a difference between faith and wisdom. If you're not vaccinated, uh, I want you to have the opportunity to do so. Next Wednesday at my church, I'm going to be uh, with the governor of the state of Maryland. We're going to vaccinate people right here on my Columbia campus. You'll get more information uh, on on my website. It's not up there yet. I'm just giving y'all a little head start. Okay, we did it yesterday. We vaccinated a couple hundred people. Uh, that was not as public as this one. This one, uh, anybody who wants to get vaccinated, you can come to my place, drive through in the parking lot, get vaccinated, get prayed for too if you want to, okay? So uh, heads up, all right? Now, um, what's wisdom? Well, if you get vaccinated in faith, you're covered. If you don't get vaccinated in faith, you're covered. You may not be covered by, by uh, from coronavirus, but you're still covered. But there's a because faith is faith, no matter whether you do it or not. Wisdom, however, says what decision should I make based on uh, the data, the facts, and what is uh, most most wise. All right. So there you have it. Okay. There's a little bit of a sidetrack, but kind of not because we've got to understand that the word of God speaks into many of these issues. But one of the things that the word of God teaches us is wisdom. Now, it also says in the Bible in Second Timothy that we are to rightly divide God's word. Now, uh, I'm not going to say I've always rightly divided God's word because you think that you're rightly dividing it, right? And then you learn a little bit later, the more knowledge you get, like, man, I kind of I kind of looked at that uh, with, with blinders on. I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then I studied more and realized, oh, wow, I, I was wrong uh, about about that, right? So that's why somebody can read and say women shouldn't have jewelry and, and makeup and all this other stuff because they read a passage. But if you do not have a broader understanding of the scripture, you will misapply the passage. That's why I'm going to teach you uh, a couple of Bible study methods. I don't know if I have all the time to do it, but I'm going to give you at least one really good Bible study method uh, in the second half of the program. But before I get there, let me just uh, set the foundation one more time. I've already given you five ways to engage God's word. Now let me just remind you what it says in 2 Timothy. Uh, uh, well, let's go to 3.16. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. That means that the scriptures have been inspired by God and is useful for four things. Listen, teaching, rebuking, correcting, 
and training in righteousness. Okay. Those are the four things. It was, it was inspired by God. And here's what it's useful for teaching. That's teaching you the word of God and telling you what to do. Rebuking. That's telling you what's wrong and what you shouldn't be doing. Correcting. That's getting you back on the right track after you were rebuked because you were on the wrong track. And training in righteousness, that's to keep you on the right track once you've been corrected and put on the right track. And why? So that the man of God, women included, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So God gives us his word because his word will work in our lives. Got it? Now, when I get back shortly, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you a Bible study method called observation uh, application. observation, interpretation, application. Okay. Remember those three words. Okay. Write them down. If you happen to be in a position where you can do it or text it to yourself, observation, interpretation, application. That's what I'm going to teach you on the other side. I'm also going to be taking your phone call. So if you want to talk to me about it, if you have a question about how to study the Bible, uh, then this is the time to call and get in. My phone number is 888 Four three two, seventy four thirty four, or just remember the word bridge, eight 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 four three bridge. I'll be right back. An urgent message from the International Fellowship of Christian Jews. Imagine if 150 rockets suddenly launched directly into your neighborhood on American Independence Day. Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the Fellowship. This is what Israel and her people live with every day. During times of crisis, your gift today of $45 will help save Jewish lives. When we went to bring food and water and clothing and medicine, and it said, donated with love by Christians in America, suddenly everyone the Fellowship touches, they know that the people of Israel are not alone. Your gift of $45 will help provide emergency aid, including food and medicine to elderly Jews and families in the Holy Land. Call 800-257-7979. That's 800-257-7979. Or donate online at blessisraeltoday.org. That's blessisraeltoday.org. WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1. Or on iHeart. Tune in and now on radio.com. Hi, Rich Lee here on behalf of the coolest people I know, Window Nation. And speaking of cool, is your home staying cool during these hot summer months? New Window Nation windows will help keep out the scorching temperatures while also blocking the sun's damaging UV rays to protect your floors, furniture, and valuables. To celebrate another milestone year, Window Nation is offering anniversary celebration savings. Get two windows free for every two you buy and pay nothing for 24 months. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Just make the call and you'll get it all. Tell them Rich Lee sent you. Christian women visit iBelieve.com where they can explore the deeper issues of their faith and learn how other women have handled the challenges of being a believer. Go to iBelieve.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not 
forever. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker for all licensing information. Go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dot corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or you. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're in the second half of the show, and we're talking on this Theological Thursday about how to study the Bible, what's the best way to do it, and how can you uh, find a way that is most helpful uh, to you. Uh, Feel free to give me a call if you'd like to join me in today's topic. Maybe you have a question about Bible study. Uh, My number is 888-432-7434. Somebody even suggested that maybe on some theological Thursdays, maybe choose four weeks or something and actually do a Bible study. Uh, I might do that if you guys are interested in that. You can always email me when you go to andersonspeaks.com and we can uh, we can talk about that if you'd be interested in it. And if you'd like to see some Bible studies I've already done, I did 10 Facebook Live Bible studies. Uh, I don't have the link in front of me, but I know if you go to my web. Uh, not my web page, but if you go to my uh, Facebook page, at Anderson Speaks is the handle. That's how you get to me. You just type in Facebook, at Anderson Speaks. Uh, those Bible studies are posted there. I, not only the video of them, they're like an hour or two hours. But I think I have some notes up there as well. But I know it was in uh, May and June of 2020, 10 Bible studies. And we did some on uh, eschatology as well, which is the doctrine of the last days. Now, uh, Rebecca Rod- uh, Rodriguez asks me on my Facebook page uh, about 1 Kings 21, verses 28 and 29. Let me read it. Um, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, verse 29. Have you noticed how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring disaster in his day, but I will bring it on his house in the days of his son. Her question has to do with, uh, I think, tying sin from generation to generation. We know that from the Old Testament and specifically the Ten Commandments, you'll often read to the third and to the fourth generation. And so... Uh, what we do does have generational impact. Think about it physically. If if you make a uh, million dollars or $10 million in this life, if you set that up for your sons and your daughters, they will be born into a different uh, world, into a different environment, not because of anything that they did, but because of what you did in your day. It is then blessed upon them, Right. 
Well, the same is true uh, if you if you don't do uh, certain things. For instance, if you end up going to prison for your life and you don't make any money, right? But you uh, you know you uh, had a child, and now that child is born. Listen, it doesn't mean that they're destined to be prisoners, but what it does mean is they didn't they weren't born into into money. They weren't born into business, right? And so it just makes sense physically. Well, spiritually it's the same. All right? If you are are a believer and you are pouring seed into the soil of your children's heart for Jesus, then uh they are going to come back later and trust Jesus. Now, it's not a guarantee in every situation, uh, just like when you're planting seed in a soil. Some soil is good, some's not. But the chances are much greater if you plant the seeds. You know, But if you don't plant the seeds, you're going to get 100% surety uh, that they're not going to come to Christ unless God does a miracle and brings people into their life. And of course, we know God is about that business, isn't he? So praise him for that. Because some of us may not have had parents who poured into us. But we went to work and someone shared Jesus with us. And at work, we came to know the Lord. So this is this is God's grace. Now, Ahab humbled himself. And as a result, God is saying, OK, even though I'm bringing judgment, I'm going to suspend it because of you, because of your humility. But it's still going to be visited upon your son. And so um, we we see that, you know, God can suspend um, judgment. OK. And God can exact judgment, and only he knows that timing. Now, it doesn't mean that that judgment after his son then goes to the next generation. And we don't know, too, when you get to these situations, maybe that son, it didn't happen in this case, but that son could repent, and God would say, you know what, then I'm going to visit it on the next one. Before you know it, God's like, you know what, forget about it. Forget about it. So there are times when God will relent uh, directly correlated to the way we repent. All right. And we know this about God because he's merciful. He will sometimes relent because of the way we repent. All right. So there's the answer. uh, The best I can do. Tony writes, uh, what's the difference between exegesis and eisegesis? Well, exegesis, ek, is the word out from the original language in both uh, Hebrew and even in in, in Greek. Uh, Ek, uh, exit. Exodus, ek, means out. So exegesis is pulling out of God's word what's in there. All right? Pulling out of God's word what's in there. Eisegesis is putting stuff in the word that's not there. And a lot of people are doing eisegesis. They're just inserting into the word uh, what's not there. Exegesis is you're pulling out of the scripture what is actually there. It's the proper way of studying uh, the scripture. So being exegetical, saying, I'm not going to read my sermon into the passage. I'm going to allow my sermon to come out of the passage, right? And uh, even Jesus, it says he came up out of the water, ek. That's why when people talk about baptism, should it be sprinkle or immersion? We say immersion uh, because he came up out, ek. Uh, baptismo, he was he was submerged, but then he came up out of it. How do you come up out of a sprinkle, right? <laughs> okay. And how do you come up out of it if you are not on your own two legs? So uh, there you have it. That's a little bit of, uh, 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 you know, a, a thinking process of how I look at the scriptures. Now, when I get back, I'm going to talk about observation, interpretation, 
and application. You don't want to miss this. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We all want to get back to normal, and getting the COVID-19 vaccine puts us closer to that goal. Getting vaccinated is a critical step towards reducing the impact COVID-19 has on our family, friends, and neighbors. Did you know hundreds of thousands of Prince Georgians have received at least the first dose? This is huge, and we need your help to continue fighting the virus by getting vaccinated. Vaccinations are now available at Prince George's County operated COVID-19 clinics for individuals 12 and older who live or work in the county. Eligible individuals do not need an appointment to get vaccinated, but do require consent from a parent or legal guardian for individuals 17 and younger. So get vaccinated today and let your family, friends, and community know that you're proud to be protected. Visit mypgc.us forward slash COVID vaccine to learn more. Happiness is closer than you think. My listeners already know I believe in professional counseling, and I'm happy to tell you counseling right at home, at work, or wherever you feel most comfortable. It's easy with e-home counseling. You can get an outstanding counselor via video. Convenient, confidential, and flexible. You know, sometimes life is hard, but e-home counseling will help you. They'll help you through your struggles of depression, anxiety, addiction, or PTSD. E-home counseling can help. And they take major insurance. So give them a call at 833-40-E-HOME. That's 833-40-E-HOME. Or catch them online ehomegroup.com that's ehomegroup.com happiness is closer than you think if you live in the Bowie, Greenbelt, Glendale or Woodmore area anywhere in that vicinity guess what Laser Landscaping LLC wants to make your lawn look beautiful. They will mow your lawn. They'll edge around the outskirts of your lawn. They'll put up plants, whatever you need to make your house pop. They'll do it for you. Give them a call, 240-516-4967. That's 240-516-4967. Ask for the owner, Fidel, and tell them that Dr. Anderson sent you. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Happy Theological Thursday. Are you doing okay today? Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. Uh, We're talking about Bible study and uh, how to do it, how to study the Bible. There are many different ways to study the Bible. You can do a book study where you take a book of the Bible and you just focus on that one book. You can do a character study where you take a character. It may go over several books but you're following the character. So the character of David. Well, you're going to find things about David in Samuel, Kings, 
Chronicles, Psalms, right? So you're following the person and any, anything written about the person, even in the New Testament about David. And that, that way you get a complete picture of the character of David, not just one story or two popular ones, you know, like David and Bathsheba or, uh, uh, you know, the David fighting Goliath. Those are big stories that we teach kids and stuff, but there's more to David than that. And when you study the whole character of David, you begin to see uh, see the Bible in a, in a certain way as it engages with that character. Or Ruth, right? So that's that's called a character study. So you can do a book study. You could do a character study. Uh, and here's a study that I want to share with you called Observation interpretation application so you take a passage and the first thing you do would be to observe it here's the question that goes with observation what do i see okay the next step and i'm going to go over that in a second the next step is interpretation what does it mean that's the question that goes with it and then the third word is application how can I apply this to my life or what can I do? So three words, observation, interpretation, application, and a question with each one. Observation, what do I see? Interpretation, what does it mean? And application, what can I do? All right? All right, so let's say we take a passage. You want to do it together? Let's say we take a passage like uh, the gospel according to John. And... Uh, let me just read it to you, several verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. All right, so let's just take those five verses. There's more, but let's take those five verses. And I say, as your Bible teacher, let's do observation. Observation is what you see. So what did you see in those five verses? Well, of course, you need to have your Bible out, but uh, you probably even hearing it could pick up some things. For instance, uh, you know, the word was mentioned multiple times. So you might write down word word and you keep writing it down how many times was word in the passage how many times were other words repeated in the passage like light how many times was light in the passage how many absolute words were mentioned like it says through him all things were made without him nothing was made that was made in him was life how many, so uh, how many times does it mention him him him. So it's all about him. So anyway, that's that's observation. Okay, what do I see? And you know, do I see repeated words? Do, do I see absolute words? Uh, do I see uh, an image? Do I see multiple characters? It's what I see. That's observation. And then you have interpretation. So so what does it mean? What does it mean? And this is where people uh, kind of get uh, sideways and, and miss it. And this is the most important thing. Once you observe it, you got to interpret it. And this is important because the Jehovah's Witnesses will, will say that Jesus is not God, right? But if you read this passage in verse uh, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, 
they're saying, well, that's the word. And I'm saying, yeah, that's the word, but that's Jesus. I'm like, how do you know it's Jesus? Well, you interpret the scripture with the scripture. If you keep reading, you get to verse 14. Listen to what it says. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Who are we talking about there? We're talking about Jesus. So it says the word became flesh. Who became flesh? Jesus became flesh. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the word. Now go back to verse one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now we're going to interpret it. Word is also Jesus. So you could say in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, who? Jesus. All things were made. Without him, Jesus, nothing was made that had been made. You see what's happening here? And so we just went from observation, where we saw the word, the word, the word, the word, to interpretation, meaning the word meant Jesus, and we could see that from the context. All right? And then... Uh, you have application. That means what What can I do? How do I apply this into my life? And, of course, the way we apply this, I mean, you can you come up with your own applications, but he's full of grace and truth. Uh, and the bottom line is the world received him not, but it says yet to all who received him in verse 12, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So how would you apply that verse? Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. How would you apply that? You may say, well, um, I can apply it by receiving Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you've already received them, maybe you could say, hmm, maybe I should tell people uh, that this verse is in the scripture. Maybe I should share this verse with three people tomorrow. Maybe I should share this verse on my on my social media today. You see, so application is about how you take God's word and apply it to your life. Observation, what do I see? Interpretation, what does it mean? Not what does it mean to me, but what does it mean? That's what a lot of people do wrong. They read the scripture and then they say, oh, now what does this mean to me? And they immediately personalize it. But remember, when he was writing it, he was writing it for the meaning and the purpose of why he was writing it. For its meaning and purpose. So you got to understand that meaning and purpose first before you take it to yourself personally. Because if you misinterpret God's word, then you'll misapply God's word, right? This is why uh, people mess up context all the time. Uh, for instance, if I said girls in jeans are bad, if I preach that as a preacher, you know, girls shouldn't be wearing jeans, ladies shouldn't be wearing jeans, they're just bad. Well, people may say amen, and I may be able to quote a couple of, of, of you know, scriptures on modesty, but am I biblically uh, correct? And, and, and women shouldn't wear pants. Uh, am I biblically correct, or is that just my misapplication or my, my preference? Well, I'll, I'll clean this up on the other side of the break. I'm going to tell you why it's wrong to, to take that interpretation. Women shouldn't wear pants to church. I know it's been preached for a long time, but it's because of misinterpretation, which leads to misapplication. I'll be right back. It's the song of the redeemed. Rising from the African plains 
Take advantage of the booming economy at Hilo Auto Sales with interest rates as low as 3%. The two words you love to hear are the two words they love to say at Hilo Auto Sales. You're approved. First-time buyers, boom, you're approved. Divorced, boom, you're approved. No cosigner, no money down, repossession, boom, you're approved. You're approved, you're approved. Pick the vehicle you want, fill out the online credit application, and drive your car home today at Hilo Auto Sales, home of the free 6-month, 6,000-mile warranty. Search for your next car 24-7 at HiloAutoSales.com. You're invited to enter WAVA's Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family in Colorado Springs, where you'll stay at the Great Wolf Lodge. You'll meet Jim Daly and John Fuller and sit in on the Focus on the Family radio program. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience up to once per day. Go to WAVA.com and click on the display or use the keyword Focus. Brought to you by Hilo Auto Sales. Visit HiloAutoSales.com. It's the class guaranteed to increase your biblical knowledge and techniques. How to study the Bible for yourself. How to study the Bible for yourself. A free seven-week course by Pastor R. Kevin Matthews. Classes start Monday, September 20th and will be held virtually. Don't miss your chance to explore the scriptures in a tried and tested, easy-to-learn method. You'll learn to study book by book or chapter by chapter. In addition to performing word studies in the Hebrew and Greek, you'll also discover methods of reading the Bible, interpreting and memorizing scripture. How to study the Bible for yourself. How to study the Bible for yourself. Virtual classes start Monday, September 20th. Register today at shepherdshouseinternational.org. Shepherdshouseinternational.org. How to study the Bible for yourself. A free seven-week course by R. Kevin Matthews. For information, call 301-599-0555. Virtual classes start Monday, September 20th. To register, visit the shepherdshouseinternational.org. Do it today. I really like that dress on you. Do you like it? It's super cute. I think it's a winner. You can borrow it. I could never wear that. You're lucky you didn't inherit our parents' varicose veins. The swelling and achiness in my legs, it's so uncomfortable. Actually, I did. Where are they? Did they just go away on their own? No, I had them treated by Vein Clinics of America while the kids were at school. For over 40 years, Vein Clinics of America has been a leader in the minimally invasive treatment of varicose and spider veins. They can have you back in your feet with little or no downtime. Weren't you nervous? At first, but they were so nice and answered all my questions. Did it hurt? Actually, I was surprised. It wasn't bad at all. I should call. Looks like I'll be sharing my new dress. Call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Medicare and most insurance accepted. Call 800-418-1700. That's They can serve you in that way, and they will uh, give you really good treatment because they're a good company, but also because they love my listeners, and many of you have used them. So bestbuywaterproofing.com. Check them out and tell them that I sent you and get that investment in your home done, okay? Now, you know, women wearing pants are bad, all right? Um, How if I said that? I mean, I did say it, but how if I preached that? And how if I then took passages from uh, First Peter that talked about uh, women not wearing jewelry? And, and, then, uh, and then I took a couple other passages about women be, should be modest 
and they should, you know, um, you know, have head coverings, things of that sort. Okay, um, it's real easy to preach it because if you misunderstand, if you misinterpret it in the scriptures, you're going to misapply it. And we've got a lot of uh, preachers and teachers who do misapply God's word. Okay, and I, I'm probably guilty of it at some point too. So I'm not looking down my nose as if I'm the prophet on high who knows God's word perfectly. Okay, uh, so I, I want to make sure I get that out. But um, doing my best to understand scripture. The, the best way I could explain it to you is if I wrote that down, women in pants are bad or a woman wearing jeans is bad. And I wrote that down, stuck it in a bottle, sent it down the river, and then generations later, maybe even decades later, not even generations, decades later, someone uh, finds that bottle on the side uh, of, of a river banks. They pull it out, they break the glass, and they see that note. Um it would be real easy for them to say, well, that's what it says, and I want to be a godly Christian. Therefore, all the ladies in the village, you can no longer wear pants. And say, they would believe that came from God on high. But then, if somebody came along and said, I want you to study context. Where'd the bottle come from? When was it put in the bottle? And let's just say they go back and they realize that, wow, back in that day, you know, Anderson's day, people sometimes use the word bad for good. Like, what? Yeah, that was the way the language was used. You can't take it literally. For instance, back in like the 80s and the 90s, they even had this guy by the name of Michael Jackson who had an album, and guess what the album was called? Bad. Now, you got to be old enough to even know what I'm talking about there. But so, you know, you said, man, that girl is bad, right? Okay, so bad actually could mean good. But if you don't know that and you're just studying the language literally, then you misinterpret it, then you misapply it. So you say women in pants are bad. But actually, maybe the guy who wrote it, David Anderson, might be saying, actually, women in pants are bad, right? And so you got to understand the context. You got to understand the historical times. Uh, you got to understand the culture, right? Because there's a certain group of people that might use the word bad, but meaning good. But there's another group of people in that same culture that just they don't use slang like that. But people who do use slang like that, was that the one who wrote it? You understand? And so the reason why I gave you that illustration is to let you know that Bible interpretation is not always literally what does the word mean, but what does the word mean in the context it was written, in the day it was written, and by whom wrote it? Because David Anderson may use the word bad differently than someone else who's an American but from another culture, and they don't use slang. They use a different kind of slang. Maybe they're from the South, okay? So that's why somebody might say bet. Now, you may not even know what I meant when I said bet, but I'm going to guarantee you there are people in my subcultural group. When I say bet, when I say solid, they know exactly what I mean. I don't have time to explain it for those who don't know right now, but that's my point. Uh, you can't take words literally without the context, and I hope you understand it today. Lord, thank you for the wisdom. We need it. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.